Graves on Gridiron with Richard Graves. Week 8 is firmly in the rearview mirror, but we cannot let it pass without noting our first perfect record of the season. That's right, the show went to perfect. 3-0 against the line. It means that overall for the season, our record is back up at round about 500 and all that after the disastrous opening two weeks of the campaign. But overall for the season now, the record is 12-13 and 13 against the line. The challenge, of course, is to find you more winners. So what are we waiting for? Let's turn the page onto week nine in the NFL. Graves on Gridiron with Richard Graves. Hello, welcome along to the show. This is Graves on Gridiron. I am your host, Richard Graves, and we're feeling good after week eight. A perfect 3-0 and against the line. The Broncos and the Jags came in at under the total points for their game. The San Francisco 49ers blew out the LA Rams and the Green Bay Packers failed to reach the 19.5 point mark in their defeat to the Buffalo Bills. It all means we were 3-0 and in week eight, and that's a 12-13 and record on the season. Not good enough, though. If you are just new to the show and joining us for the first time, the format is pretty simple. Each week, I look at the slate of games on offer in the NFL, choose three of them, look at the line set by the odds makers, and then we delve just a little bit deeper into that matchup and look at the appropriate line, and I explain why I think it's right or it's wrong and which way I would go. And we've got three more matchups for you this week as we look to go above 500 with our season record. We will start with the Miami Dolphins going to the Chicago Bears. The Dolphins are 5-3 and three on the season, third place currently in the AFC East behind the division-leading Buffalo Bills, and they trail the New York Jets on a tiebreaker. The Chicago Bears, on the other hand, are 3-5 and five for the season, and I think it's fairly safe to say that they are now in a full-on rebuilding mode, given some of the transactions they've made over the last two weeks leading up to the trade deadline. It'll come as no surprise that the Miami Dolphins enter this matchup as favourites, four and a half point favourites, according to the odds makers. And that's because they've returned to winning ways with the return of their starting quarterback, Tua Tonga-Vailoa. Of course, he ended up missing two and a half games, really, with concussion. That game he went out with on Thursday Night Football, they lost that and then lost the subsequent two games as well. But since his return, they've won both games, beating the Pittsburgh Steelers and then rallying to come from behind in a high-scoring affair against the Detroit Lions last weekend. They are two games back from the AFC East leading Buffalo Bills. The Bills with a 6-1 and one record, but the Miami Dolphins do hold the tiebreaker over the Bills by virtue of that home win over them back in September. In contrast, despite a big win on Monday Night Football a couple of weeks ago for the Chicago Bears on the road in New England against the Patriots, it does appear that the Bears are now in full-on rebuilding mode. They traded away their star linebacker, Roquan Smith, earlier this week, just prior to the trade deadline. They sent him to the Baltimore Ravens, and that followed the news a few days prior to that that their defensive end, pass rusher specialist Robert Quinn, had been traded away to the Philadelphia Eagles as well. It's worth noting that the Bears run the ball better than any other team in the NFL this season. They have the number one ranked run offense, but the Miami Dolphins may have the counter for that with their sixth ranked run defense. Uh, The Bears averaging on the ground over 180 yards a game this season. The problem is defensively, they cannot stop the run themselves. 
They are struggling in that department, and we saw that against the Dallas Cowboys last weekend when particularly Tony Pollard just seemed to run wherever he wanted against this Bills, uh, against this Bears defense, rather, as the Cowboys put on 49 points and robbed to a fairly comfortable win. Do not be surprised if this game between the Dolphins and the Bears follows a similar pattern, you know, with Khalil Herbert in the backfield and Justin Fields, who runs the ball very well. Also expect them to stay true to that ground game. They did bring in Chase Claypool from the Pittsburgh Steelers as a wide receiving option um, to give Justin Fields another aerial threat this week, but he'll still be getting up to speed with the playbook. Expect him to see limited snaps in this game on Sunday. I think we see the Bears try and run the ball early and often. I've already mentioned the Dolphins' defense is pretty stout against the run, and they have the big play um, threats as well out wide. Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, Tua Tungavailoa is more than capable of tucking the ball and running it himself as well if he so chooses. I, I basically think we might see a similar scenario unfold as what we saw in Dallas last week when the Bears were able to put up over 20 points on the board, but they shipped 49 to the Dallas Cowboys. Make no mistake, this Dolphins offense is capable of scoring big when they need to as well. In Waddle and Tyree Kill, they've got... Um, two of the best deep threats in the NFL. That's reflected in their stats so far through the first eight weeks um, of the season. Uh, and I, I look at the Bears' defense, and you know, only Houston um, is worse than the, the Bears' defense where, when you look at, at what's been going on this season. And that's not a, a particularly um, good comparison to have. So Miami are going to win this game. Make no mistake about it. Four and a half point favorites. I think their offense has a day here and they cover that spread. Take the Miami Dolphins at minus 4.5 against the Chicago Bears. Okay, game two on this week nine slate sees the defending Super Bowl champion LA Rams travel across the country, coast to coast to take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who themselves were the Super Bowl champions just two seasons ago. Um, Honestly, Neither of these teams are going to be competing in the Super Bowl in Glendale, Arizona this year. The Rams arrive into this matchup with a 3-4 and four record. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers um, have a 3-5 and five record and incredibly still find themselves only a game outside of first place in the NFC South. That's been led at the moment by the Atlanta Falcons, who are 4-4. Four and four. Uh, You could hardly pick two teams right now in worse form. The, the Rams are 1-3 and three over the last four games. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, having started out 2-0, and have gone 1-5 and five in their last six games. That is a big problem. There have been distractions, obviously. Um, they haven't played well on the field. They haven't, um, things haven't been going too well, particularly for, for Tom Brady, amongst others, it would appear, off the field either. Um Credit the LA Rams, first of all, because last season they made no, they didn't hide anything. They were all in to win the Super Bowl, and they duly did. The problem they've got with that is that they've now lost key pieces of that Super Bowl winning roster. And that's reflected particularly on offense, um, where, quite frankly, <laughs> their output has been embarrassing. They're, they're averaging, I think it's 16.9 points a game. You, you look at their record over the last four games in terms of points they, they've scored, and I'm bringing that up here on this screen in front of me now, uh, and it defies belief. It really does. 
when you, you look at this matchup. In the last four games, the LA Rams have scored 14 points, 10 points, 10 points, and nine points. Sean McVeigh is known for his innovation on offense, being able to find mismatches against opponents. Frankly, he hasn't been able to do that this year, and in no small part, that's been because their offensive line has been decimated. They've given up 24 sacks already this season, um, heading into week nine. They've only played seven games. That's more than th- uh, three sacks a game. Um, in fact, you, you, you look at the way, way it's going, and it would be a surprise if Matthew Stafford actually sees out the season the amount of times he's been hit, let alone sacked as well. And then you look at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and frankly, offensively, they haven't been much better. Let's look at their output over the last four games as well. 22 points last week um, in a defeat to the Baltimore Ravens. Three points scored in a heavy defeat to NFC South rivals, the Carolina Panthers. 18 points and 15 points. They can't even muster 19 points a game themselves. Um, so do not be surprised if this is a, a low-scoring affair. Uh, amongst the, the other lines that have been set, the, the Buccaneers are 6-4 to four on favourites to win, two-and-a-half-point favourites on the spread. I'm, t- I'm not touching any of the spreads going into this game. I don't think you can t- trust either of these two teams going into this game. You don't know what you're getting from them. Defensively, the, the Buccaneers um, have lost Shaq Barrett after an injury against the Baltimore Ravens, but they have had a few more days to prepare. Remember, that defeat last week uh, came on Thursday night football um, against the Ravens. The, the Rams didn't play, albeit coming off a bye week, until Sunday, and they started well enough, but ultimately um, were beaten handily by the San Francisco, San Francisco 49ers, who just have the wood on them um, right now. The Buccaneers, well, no, both of these teams need a get-right game. I think this could be that get-right game for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We've already mentioned they're only one game outside of first place in their division. You factor in as well, star-wide receiver for the Rams, Cooper Cup, limped out of the, the matchup against the 49ers last week with an ankle injury. We don't know the extent or severity of that at the time of recording. Um Offense, the offensive line for the Rams can't protect their quarterback. That's a major issue. If you can't protect him, he's got no time to find anybody on the outside. I think he needs that. You look back at the NFC Championship, sorry, the NFC Divisional game last year when the Rams were able to go into Tampa and win that game. This is not the same team right now. Neither teams are, but I do think that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have a little bit more about them. Julio Jones returned to action for the first time in a while last week. They still have Mike Evans uh, as well. They've got Chris Godwin. Their offensive line isn't what it was over the last two years, but Tom Brady is still Tom Brady. He's only a season removed from being you know, last season's leading passer in the NFL. If you're going to have a get-right game, this has to be it. You're on home soil against a team who's struggling. One and four, one and three in the last four games and they're having to travel through three separate time zones to play this game. I'm not going to touch any of the lines set by the odd makers. I'm just going to look flat out at the money line, who wins, who loses. I'm going to go with a hometown team. I'm backing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to win this outright. Take the Buccaneers to beat the LA Rams. Graves on Gridiron. And the final game of the three selected from our week nine slate in the NFL sees the Tennessee Titans on a five and two record travel to Arrowhead Stadium to take on the red hot 
Kansas City Chiefs. It's Sunday night football. It's Arrowhead Stadium, a feverish atmosphere, and Chiefs fans are bouncing right now because Tyreek Hill isn't there, and yet they still have the number one ranked scoring offense in all of football right now. The only team to be averaging in excess of 30 points per game, and they've had an entire extra week to prepare for the arrival of the Tennessee Titans because the Chiefs are coming off their bye week. The last time we saw Mahomes and the Chiefs in action, they were on the road in San Francisco, putting up at 44 points against the 49ers in a big win. They've scored 30 points or more in three of their last four outings. Like the Titans, they have a 5-2 and two record. They're hot, but the Titans will draw inspiration from recent matchups. You look, look over um, the recent encounters between these two teams in the regular season. Believe it or not, the Tennessee Titans have beaten the Kansas City Chiefs in four of those five games. That's cause for optimism, as is the fact that the Titans ride into Arrowhead, riding a five-game winning streak. Remember, they set out the season 0-2. The caveat to all of that, of course, is the two defeats came against the only two teams they've met this year who have a winning record, those teams being the New York Giants and the Buffalo Bills. They also have Derrick Henry. Yeah, in last weekend's win over the, tennis, over the Houston Texans, the Titans didn't have starting quarterback Ryan Tannehill. He was ill, missed the game. Rookie quarterback uh, Malik Willis uh, led the team. He only attempted 10 passes in the whole game. I think I'm right in saying he only completed six of them. He didn't attempt a lot. He didn't have to. Derrick Henry ran roughshod all over the Houston Texans defense. Over 200 rushing yards on the ground and a score. This is the, the template for a successful Tennessee Titans offense that we've come to know over the last few years. And you better believe that's going to be the way they try and approach this game in Arrowhead. Though The problem comes, of course, if your defense is giving up points. And right now, the challenge for anybody in the NFL is once again, it's not new, it's how do you stop Patrick Mahomes and this Kansas City Chiefs offense from rolling. They've got threats out wide. We've saw McCall Hardman score three touchdowns in a recent game. Um, Juju Smith-Schuster has started flashing as well. Um, the talk is up there in Kansas City, the the, the wide receivers they brought in the offseason are beginning to develop some chemistry with Patrick Mahomes. And if that wasn't enough, they traded this week for the speedster from the New York Giants, Kadarius Tony, who we're told is fit, healthy, and you can expect to see play some role in this game on Sunday night. The Chiefs are favored heavily in this game. 12.5-point favorites. 12.5-point favorites against a team riding a five-game winning streak. Are you kidding me? No, no, I'm not. That's how good the Kansas City Chiefs are right now. Um, two teams with a 5-2 and two record that's identical but that's on paper. I think in reality, these two teams have a, a bit of a gap between them. Um, I think the Tennessee Titans are in a weaker division. Can't fault them. They're taking advantage of the Colts and the Jags and the Texans. That's how they've managed to get to, to five and two. The Kansas City Chiefs are in a tougher division. Make no mistake about it with the Broncos and the Chargers and the Raiders. Um, but they're five and two. They have lost like the Titans to the Buffalo Bills. I don't think there's any shame in that. The difference is their matchup against the Buffalo Bills was a lot tighter than the Tennessee Titans had. Um, look, 
there's no point in talking about this anymore. Flat out, I think having had a bye week to sit and watch everybody else play and your own teammates get healthy, I think the Kansas City Chiefs are chomping at the bit to get out there. It's primetime football. We've mentioned they're at home, the crowd, the atmosphere inside Arrowhead Stadium. Expect Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs to put on a show on Sunday Night Football. They're not only going to win this game, they're going to score plenty of points in doing so. The odds makers have set the line at 29.5 points. I've already mentioned Mahomes and the Chiefs have put up at least 30 points and more in three of their last four outings. Expect that to become four of their last five on Sunday Night Football. Take the Kansas City Chiefs to score over 29.5 points in this game. So those are the three matchups from the slate of Week 9 action. Just to recap, first of all, when the Miami Dolphins and the Chicago Bears meet, expect the Miami Dolphins to cover at minus 4.5 in that game. Then it's the battle of the last two Super Bowl winners as the Rams travel cross-country to face the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Just take the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to win this one outright. And then the last game of three is Sunday night football. The Tennessee Titans on the road at the Kansas City Chiefs. Expect points aplenty and expect the Kansas City Chiefs to score at least 30 points in this game. Remember, first and foremost, it's all about having fun. And this is just additional enjoyment to go with your enjoyment of watching the NFL action this weekend. If you want to read a little bit more about the three games we've discussed in this week's podcast, go to my website, rdgmedia.uk. Click on the Talking Sport app and you will see this week's edition of Week 9, Overcoming the Odds, three games to watch. Or you can hit me up on Twitter, at Richard Graves one is the Twitter handle there. But as always, it's been a pleasure. We went 3-0 in Week 8. We want to do it again and have a winning record for the season overall. Enjoy the Week 9 action, folks, and let's do this all again next week. So long. Subscribe to Graves on Gridiron wherever you listen to podcasts and keep up to date with the latest on Twitter. Search for Richard Graves 1. That's Richard Graves, the number one.